you know, before Slam, I was at the, the Boston Globe, right? Yeah. And so, you know, being at a traditional newspaper, I was around people that were covering war and politics and election like, years. Yeah, like some serious, serious stuff. And then there was me, and yeah. I just got to cover sports, yeah. you know? Ball players, what's going on? It's your boy Arden here, coming live in effect from the crib, man. Welcome to a new episode of the Ball Players Podcast, where we talk to special guests about their journeys within the game. And I'm excited for this episode because, first of all, this person to the right of me, easily one of my favorite writers in the game, right? I know y'all been reading that W Slam issue, that cover on the Aces, big Aces, but you've also are talking about someone who we want to talk Jalen Brown story. K, Jalen Brunson, many classics along the way. And this is somebody who honestly for me in the, in the crazy industry that we work in, one of my dearest friends, somebody who I really rock with heavy, and she's just a big star in the business. So we're really happy to welcome to the Ball Players Podcast, Sway, associate associate editor at Slam. What up? Thank you. You really hyped me up there. Got to. Thank Got you. to. Thank you. Got to. No, I'm so honored to be here. To do this with you i mean i admire you and ball players is amazing so i'm super hyped hey i'm happy that you're here seriously again what we've been able to work on together and build has been incredible and i'm excited to wait for this episode because you know a big you know thing for us with the podcast is to highlight different journeys mm -hmm. that people have within the game of basketball so mm -hmm. whether you're an actual ball player whether you are a pr person you make sneakers or whatever we want to highlight those journeys, and today's episode is really special because you're the first writer mm. who we get to highlight on this series, and I think there's so much for people to learn about what is a writer's journey within the game of basketball. So to get into it, mm -hmm. Sway, what made you fall in love with the game of basketball? Mm. I first really, really fell in love with the game of basketball, really through my dad, honestly. Mm. I was very, like, artistic. I was really into reading books and things like that. Um, and my dad was just – my dad would just always have a basketball game on the TV, just playing at all, you know, times of the day. And I just remember, you know, my dad turning to me – I think I was in, like, fifth, sixth grade maybe and being like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I have no idea. I want to start a zoo. And my dad was like, well, you should be a sports writer. Because at the time, you know, there was like Sage Steele and Doris Burke yes. and Jackie McMullen. But like there weren't really like a lot of women, at least to, from my dad's perspective in the industry mm -hmm. or, you know, from like what he saw on TV. And so he was just like, yeah, you should just do it. And I never wanted to do anything else. I was I'm a very like hyper focused, like once I really set my mind on something, I'm like, okay, this I only have a plan A. Plan B, that's not an option. We're we're just gonna go full speed, a hundred miles per hour. So that's when I really started falling in love with basketball. I was like, Okay, I wanna be a sports writer. My dad taught me about stats, mm -hmm. how to read stats, what they mean. He would take me to WNBA games. Yes. Like before I you know, I'm from Boston, so before I really started going Going to Celtics games, I went to Connecticut to mm -hmm. see the Sun play and things like that. And that's when I was like, basketball is the coolest thing ever. And then once I got access to our computer and I could be on the internet, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, all these storylines, mm -hmm. feature stories, interviews. I was like, this is a whole world of content that I just became really obsessed with. So, do you remember one of your first pieces that you ever wrote about sports? So my first piece that I wrote. Was actually, I pretended that my dad 
was a professional basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> and I interviewed him. I made him sit down and I was like, I'm going to interview you. He probably like made up all of his answers. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote my own little story in my notebook. I have no idea where it is, but I was probably like nine. You just unlocked a, a key <laughs> memory for me in all seriousness. I remember in third grade, I had for the entire year uh, a notebook where I was writing a book about basketball. Mm. I did not know a lick about chapters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know when a chapter was supposed to be or end. Yep. But I remember I was just writing this book. Yeah. And that, for me, when I look back on it in retrospect, was my first moment writing about sports. Because, mm-hmm. again, like you, right, you, just, you start falling in love with the game. You yep. have this great interest. You're used to watching things. But to go as far as, like, okay, I'm going to get a notebook and just mm-hmm. write mm-hmm. every day, all day. You, right, going the length of, I'm going to interview my father for the <laughs> yeah. sake of making this a, a story in a game. I think yeah. it's incredible. And I want to, you know, continue talking about your evolution, Sway, and the fact that, like, all right, let's fast forward. Sway's in high school. You're writing. Mm-hmm. You know working in sports journalism is something that you want to do. What was a key experience, a moment for you that reemphasized your desire to work in the business? So I was just thinking about that yesterday because I remembered that when I was in high school, we didn't have like a school newspaper or anything like that. We didn't mm-hmm. have any like one do- making any content about our sports teams. So I decided that I was going to create my school newspaper fire like from scratch i made all of my friends join it Mm because i was like i need a team Mm -hmm. i was like the Mm editor-in-chief the writer the photographer and i don't know how i even thought of this but like i knew that my school would maybe say no if i made if 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 they had to print the newspaper out Mm -hmm. and so i was like well, let's just make a digital newspaper because it's all the kids are smart. on their phones. Incredibly smart. I don't know how I like thought of that. But yeah, that was like the first time I really was like, I guess that was like my first real introduction into the industry. And I think also me being someone where it's like, oh, I'm just going to like create my own opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like wait for someone to like do, you know, create it for me. And so, yeah, that was my first experience. Uh, that is genius. Yeah. That is genius. Because I, I vividly remember writing for my own, like, middle school and high school newspaper. Mm-hmm. But they used to print them joints out. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been a lot better if we <laughs> did make it digital. Yeah. Because, again, everybody, like you said, is on their phone. And I want to get to the fact of, you know, I feel like a very interesting thing about, like, our generation who mm-hmm. works in the sports media world, especially yeah. through basketball, is a lot of our journeys, in a way, are very customizable. In terms of like mm-hmm. how you get into the game, how you stay in it, how you pursue it. So for you, right, when you think about the plight of women in the world of sports and media, and then you think about your own journey, mm-hmm. if you had to choose one word to describe it, mm-hmm. what would be that word? I would say empowering. I've had like so many women in the industry from Christina Tapper to Mirren Fader, who I have looked up to since I was in high school, college, like they empowered me even like mm-hmm. before I had ever really written like a real feature story that got published. And before I interview, before I was interviewing NBA players, even thought I was at that level to interview professional athletes, like they would constantly empower me. And I feel like I feel the same way about so many women across the industry. It's like I'll go on Twitter or social media, TikTok. Um, And even our interns, like, I'm just so empowered. I feel like we are, like, at an age where, again, it's, like, why wait for, like, someone to create the opportunities Mm -hmm. for you? Like, why wait for someone to, you know, give you that validation? Like, let's just do it for ourselves. And I also, like, am so impressed with that, you know, all of these content creators covering, Mm -hmm. especially, like, the WNBA. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it makes me kind of wish I was like, dang, like when I was in college, I should have like, well, there was no TikTok, but yeah. you know, I was like, oh, I would have loved to like just make fun content on yes. my phone about basketball. And, you know, I was over here thinking, oh, I had to wait until I got my first real job in the mm -hmm. industry and got hired. Whereas I just see so many people not, e not even waiting for that yeah. and just being like, I love basketball. I'm going to make content about it. Mm -hmm. What do you think has enabled that change because mm, you know i remember from question. our first conversation right last december mm -hmm. shout out to DraftKings, starting five we yes. was on shoot shout for that and i remember we were there talking and i think this for us was like the oh we're officially locked in this yeah. is why we're gonna be cool because yep. we both talked about how we both grew up in a time in the industry where the traditional route was all we knew mm. you need to do this in high school then you need to go to college and yep. then you need to eat crap for like 10 years and then you make it. Yeah. But we were like, we saw that the world wasn't accepting of that anymore. It mm -hmm. was like you just said so well, everybody's getting it the way they want to get it. And they're going, I'm going to get it right here, right now. Facts. So for you, do you think there was a certain moment or time mm -hmm. that like you started realizing like, okay, like people are playing by their own rules. Like mm -hmm. what we grew up under isn't really applicable anymore. Do you think there was a certain moment or it just naturally happened? That's a good question. I think, I do think, you know, like the rise of content creators and honestly TikTok, mm -hmm. I feel like is what really, really like, I feel like has pushed this, this momentum at like hyper speed. Um, but I also feel like, I mean, we're covering basketball, right? So yep. like, look at players today. They're on social media. They have their own podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't necessarily need to wait for someone to like interview them to tell, to, to tell the world how they feel about something like I feel like it's the culture I feel like the 100%. culture has has really changed and you know along with it social media and you know people really kind of speaking up for themselves player empowerment like I feel like once the culture really started shifting the media industry as a result like reacted from that mm -hmm. for sure. and, and speaking of culture I want to speak to something that's near and dear to me as well mm -hmm. as you writing yes. the art of writing right yeah when thinking about the culture of writing these days, and I know this is something that we've talked about as well off camera, which is like there's so many more participants willing to write. And yeah. there's so many people that have made something out of it. Mm -hmm. What do you think inspired people to not want to write? Because I remember ball players mm. a time where being a writer wasn't cool. Yeah. Nobody was trying to write besides the writers. Mm -hmm. And now everybody and their mother want to write. Mm -hmm. And now everybody getting a freelance bag. Mm -hmm. Everybody's able to write and do all these different things. So for you, how do you feel, especially in basketball? I mean, there's so many now more basketball writers. Yes. How does that make you feel when you see that spark and interest of people who not only want to write about the game, but they're going, whether it's real or not, I, I want to make this a career. Like, I want to be yeah. a basketball writer. Oh, I love it. First of all, writing, reading and writing is so underrated. Facts. It's so underrated. No, and like it really like I just think it's amazing that so many people, especially within basketball, whether it's like news, mm -hmm. feature stories, interviews, Q&As. I mean, if you can write, you can, you know, like interviewing, for example, is kind of a form of writing. You have to write Absolutely. the questions at first, you know, um, producing video content, writing scripts yeah. like 
writing an email is a, a version of writing. No, yeah. I think it's it's amazing. Um, and I just think writing is one of those things. I'm not going to lie. There was a point in time where I was like, oh, video content. Everyone just wants to watch videos. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what the future of writing was mm -hmm. going to be. I didn't know if people would even want to read a 12, a 2200 word cover story, you know, or uh, a 1200 word Q&A type mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and then, you know, I'll go on Twitter and people will be like, oh, this part of the story was so good. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll see other people's works. There's also Substack, Patreon, like Absolutely. everyone's picking up the pen. Yeah. And I love it because that's more for me to read and yes. consume. Yes. So, no, I love it. I love it. And I just think like it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And I mean, like we were talking about off camera, every writer has their own voice mm -hmm. and their own mm -hmm. style. Um, and I'm I'm constantly inspired reading new writers' works because I'm like, oh yes, a new voice. So, and for you, Sway, right? You when it comes to writing, you're essentially a purist, right? But you have <laughs> adopted to and embraced the social media age of things with how content is consumed, right? Mm -hmm. Even with writing, for example, you know, a lot of articles by certain publications get repurposed as graphics, so yeah. it's big quotes, big everything, one-liners, etc. For you, again, right, being a writing purist, how have you mm. how have you successfully embraced social media to be like, I'm still old school with how mm -hmm. I look at the writing game and how I love it, mm -hmm. but I also know these new age tricks to continue to, you know, further my career. Yeah, I feel like viewing social media as like art and like a platform. Like for me, I, I am a very like visual person. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, even for me when we're making quote cards of, you know, parts of the interview and you know even like the captions th and, and things like that I view it as like a content package so like mm -hmm. the content pack will use like a cover for example the cover is you know part of the content package then there's the cover story and then there's social media which is how honestly at this point that's where people get their news mm -hmm. you know that's how people consume information so like I really really love it and I feel like I've embraced social media of just using it as a tool you know of like hey world Here's my story that I yes. wrote. Here's the part of the story that I really like or the anecdote that I got from mm. this player. And yeah, the cover's really cool and all the photos are amazing and it's an entire content package mm. for you to consume. And, you know, I've been learning a lot from, you know, my coworkers and our team at Slam about, you know, social cuts and producing videos and, you know, since I've gone or transitioned from not only just writing cover stories to now, you know, producing cover shoots mm, yes and things like that. Um, I feel like it's just like opened my third eye where yes. I'm like, oh, art, like, let's yes. just make art. And I'm going to write the story and we're just going to make this entire like body of work. I've started, I guess, like I used to call myself a writer. Then I used to call myself an editor. And now I've just been calling myself a creative. Because it's just the natural evolution. Yeah. You know, like I. I can speak to that too. You know, like most of my 15 year career was as a writer. Yeah. And then I realized like I'm learning all of these other skill sets. Like I'm learning Facts. how to be an on air talent, produce, edit, yes. goddamn book talent, like yeah. all of that stuff. So you just realize like, yeah, like creative is ultimately what I am. Mm -hmm. I just happen to have all of these skill sets. And I have a couple more questions for you, yeah. Sway. I want to talk, you know, obviously about, you know, the basketball Bible slam mm -hmm. and how. Kudos to y'all. Y'all have been very much at the forefront of really telling different stories to where y'all have really embraced high school basketball at another level. Mm -hmm. Y'all have embraced women's basketball at another level. The successful launch of W Slam. Shout out to Camille and, and everybody. Shout there. out Camille. Shout out to, of course, again, the latest issue. So, Sway, I want to ask you 
how has Slam successfully embraced the different sides of basketball mm. that even if it isn't mainstream, yep. y'all have found ways to properly highlight it, and then it makes its way to the mainstream, especially women's basketball? Yeah, I think it just goes back to the culture. You know, like we have had, you know, even within the magazine, we don't just have feature stories on you know, athletes, we have artists, we've had musicians, we had, you know, stories of like the oldest basketball court of all time, things like that. Um, And I feel like especially when it comes to women's basketball, I mean, again, we mentioned Camille, right? Like, Mm -hmm. as I wrote, um, as my coworker Maya and I wrote in the editor's letter, like Camille really championed us, you know, Camille would constantly be, you know, talking about women's basketball, supporting us. When I first got to Slam, W Slam gave me like a shout out on Twitter, things like that. And so I think just the culture that Slam has built within, you know, even our own team, mm-hmm. um, that really channels through our work. You know, we really are, like, passionate about basketball. And we are, like, you know, there are many of us that are basketball purists. And then there's us, you know, the the new age where we're like, oh, TikTok. Yeah. Did you see such and such mm-hmm. players TikTok um, and stuff like that? But I think when, especially when it comes to women's basketball and W Slam, you know, the WNBA and women's basketball has been growing to like new levels mm-hmm. now, and it's incredible. And I'm obsessed with it. I can't wait for like the college season to come back because Thanks. it's gonna be fire. Um, and we've just been having fun, like W Slam three. I mean, even this cover shoot Mm -hmm. all the content like we just approached it with like let's just have fun like we're here with the aces Mm -hmm. you know like all you know there's all of these other incredible stories in the magazine like i mean even our rollout like we just we just had fun with it we're like let's treat this cover drop like an album release it's giving drake it's giving beyonce it's giving the girlies just want to have fun it did give very much an album drop like i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie It, it definitely felt very Music-y mm-hmm. in terms of it was like oh word new cover drop what? mm-hmm. oh snap ace okay yeah all right it, it, I think like the natural progression so yeah I think kudos to obviously you and the team on that and shout out to aces and everything Vegas hella lit I, I'm a, I'm gonna take this time to make a quick PSA if, if there's a city now that your boy has <laughs> you know enjoyed WNBA All Star Weekend <laughs> Vegas Every time. Cheers. 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 Vegas every damn time. Listen, I know we want to be fair across the league. Look, I'm a proud New Yorker, so I can't wait for the W to pop through to New York for All-Star Weekend. Facts. But damn it, keep it in Vegas. Vegas is too much fun. It's perfect, especially in July with yeah. NBA Summer League, the, the the fire high school basketball tournaments going on. Mm-hmm. I had the chance to see Bryce James and Kyan Anthony play That's on the fire. same team. Side wow. note, I've officially won at life. Because Savannah James said hello to me. What? As well as Lala. I almost what? didn't come back to New York. How are you feeling? I feel great. I almost didn't come back. I <sighs> felt like I should have kept my life in Vegas. I won. Oh, my God. I won. Wow. I won in life. Mama James said hello. Wow. Shout out to Gloria. Shout out, Gloria. I'm Himothy. You are Himothy. Him. I can't help it. I love this But to you. close out the, the podcast way, at the top of the show, I asked you, what made you fall in love with the game? So rightfully, I need to ask you, what keeps you in love with the game? It's so much fun. Like, I feel like I've said this a few times to different people, but like, you know, before Slam, I was at the the Boston Globe, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being at a traditional newspaper, I was around people that were covering war 
and politics and election years yeah like some serious serious stuff and then there was me and i just got to cover sports you know and so like now i'm just like i'm so grateful for this job and i'm so grateful for basketball because at the root of it like it's just fun it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be a fun game you know Mm -hmm. like and now i've lately been having this perspective of you know i get to interview exceptionally talented people that can do exceptional things that I cannot, you know? And so I'm like, let's just have fun. Like, I feel like fun is so underrated. Um, And I feel like now I've gotten to this point in my career, you know, where I'm just like, I'm just gonna keep having fun. Like when I'm writing stories, I'm having fun. You know, when I'm at shoots, I'm having fun. I'm I'm dancing around, I'm singing. (laughs) I'm having a lot of fun. And so, yeah, that's just kind of my approach. It's like, I don't know, can I swear on this podcast? 100%. My motto in life is fuck it, we ball. Like Nazi. that's just been my mindset for Nazi. everything of like just ball out and have fun. It is a lovely street example of art. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And, and a wise man once said, if you know me, you're gonna be like, Oh brother, here we go again. <laughs> but a wise man once said, The moment you stop having fun with it, mm, I'll be, be done, done with, with it. it. Exactly. If you know, you know who exactly. I'm talking about. If you don't, hint, he's from Canada. Exactly. What you want me to and do? that's my Instagram bio. Just mm-hmm. having fun with it. Just having fun. Sway. Yay. Goat. Thank you so much You're for being goat. on the Ball Players Podcast. Greatly appreciate you. Of, of course. course, y'all. Y'all be able to get all of the info to check out Sway on social and via her work in the bios and everything below. Ball Players, this is Arden signing off here. Thank y'all so much for listening to the latest episode of the podcast. Until next time, my friends. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.